33 on our 40-day tour through the Gospel of John. We're going to cover an entire chapter of John's Gospel today, John chapter 16, because this chapter keeps pointing us to the same thing. I do invite you to take the time to read through it all, uh, but you're going to start to notice some recurring themes as we go. I want to start with the last verse. Jesus says this, John chapter 16, verse 33, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. And what good news that is, because this world can get pretty dark. Uh, Wars and terrorism and violence and uh, famine and poverty and corruption and greed and disease and pandemics, and, and, and the list goes on and on. And then add to that our reaction to these things sometimes and the fights that we get into and the the dismissiveness and the the demonization and and the divisions and, and all of these things are a part of the darkness of our world relationships breaking up families falling apart uh, people broken people hurting people uh tripping up and falling away in so many different ways the darkness of this world is real but as we learned early and is repeated often throughout John's gospel, so is the light. And that's the the balance here in John chapter 16. John's gospel is doing an artful, literary masterpiece's usual job of, uh, of laying out the distinctiveness between those things that are temporary, including the darkness of this world, the suffering that we have to endure, the disappointments, the futility, the frustration, the times when we just want to scream. You know, how, how much longer do we have to put up with this? The temporary things, as as rough as they might be, compared to those things that are permanent. These temporary sufferings, these temporary troubles, we can endure these. We can take heart because we know in the end that we worship a God and we put our faith in a God who overcomes the world and all of its darkness. Jesus explains the reason the world is dark. In verse 9, he says, the world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. It's a pretty simple statement, and it sums it all up. The reason there's sin is because the world doesn't trust me, doesn't believe in me, in the same way that in the Garden of Eden there was original sin, because Adam and Eve, ultimately, it was an act of mistrust. We don't trust your word, God. We don't trust that you said we shouldn't eat of this forbidden fruit, and so we're going to just bite right in because we've given into that temptation. We don't trust what you said. We don't trust your word. We're going to take another source. We're going to believe in something else. In order to find life, in order to find knowledge, in order to find peace, in order to find joy. And so Adam and Eve bite into that forbidden fruit. And Jesus is saying the same thing here. In the same way that Adam and Eve didn't trust in God's word, the world in my day, Jesus is saying, doesn't trust in God's word. And we could certainly apply that to our world today. I had a theology professor in seminary, Dr. Gerhard Ferdi, who was considered one of the most brilliant Lutheran theologians of the last century. I was blessed to to sit in his classes. Dr. Ferdi was a grumpy guy, uh, but joy underneath it all and loved us underneath it all. He just, just a little bit, you know, um, crusty uh, on the surface, curmudgeon-y. He asked our class during my senior year, our, our kind of collect all of your theology, everything you've learned in four years of graduate school, let's put it all together. And he said to us, he asked us a question. He says, so what's the problem in this world? <laughs> and uh, I, I kind of wondered what he was getting at. Did he want us to, um, to give him a, 
scholarly response where we quoted lots of theologians and philosophers and passages from scripture and, and, and put an artful piece together about everything that's wrong with the world and pointed it out in different layers and with different points? Or was he pointing to something simpler like Jesus is here in verse 9 of John 16? The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. After we went around the room and everybody had their different answers, Dr. Ferdy looked at us and he says, I'm disappointed in you. The root problem of everything that's wrong in this world is a three-letter word. It starts with S and it ends in N. <laughs> it's sin. Sin summarizes our full rebellion against God. Sin summarizes the reason that unjust wars sometimes get fought, that terrorism happens, that, that violence is enacted upon one another, that abuse happens, that, that, that tragedies happen, that brokenness happens, that, that people who should be together are split apart. Sin is the reason. Sin is the problem. Hear Jesus again. This is why I started with this last verse. I've told you all this so that you'll hold on to peace and you'll have peace in me, my peace. Here on earth, you're going to have many trials and sorrows because of this world's sin. But take heart because I've overcome the world. Still, there's this hopeful word in the midst of it. The two things that Jesus offers. He says, here's what you'll have even when I'm gone. You'll have the Holy Spirit. The advocate will come. Jesus mentions that again in verse 7. You won't be alone. I know that God's spirit, my spirit, will be with you. And not only that, the spirit will lead you and guide you in all truth. The spirit won't just be there to say, now, now, everything's okay. The spirit will be there so that you can see things for the way they really are, that you can see sin for what sin is. Isaiah chapter 5 says, the days are coming when the world will call evil good and good evil. <laughs> when the world, it goes on to say, will call darkness light and light darkness. Yeah, we're in those days. For sure. But take heart, because I've overcome the world, Jesus says. Which leads us to the second thing, which isn't really giving the story away because we know how the story ends. But Jesus knows he's going to go away, which means he's going to be crucified. He's going to be put to death. And from the world's perspective, the world would say, that, well, that's it. That's the end. <sighs> but if you have faith, you know better. And if you have faith... You are made right before a holy God. And that's offered even for a sinful world by God's amazing grace. Even though we contribute to the darkness sometimes, even though we're all sinners, we also have a God who loves us so much. He gives us this invitation to be made right before a holy God. The Holy Spirit will be there with us and is here with us each and every day, each and every moment. God is with you. God is with me. God is with us right now. And number two, what Jesus has been hinting at, what I've been hinting at this whole episode, this whole series, he's not going to stay dead. But that's another word for another episode and another chapter of John's Gospel. We'll see you tomorrow. Please like, review, and share on whatever platform you're using that helps us get the word out. And join us for weekend worship. You can go to lutheranchurchofhope.org to find out how. We'll see you there. Bye.